This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm the other host, Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty good. It's a good thing that you're in town this weekend, because uh, that allowed us to go attend the uh, 6th Street Fair and see Bob Madigan's band Fluff Girl play today. Yeah, he clued us in last week when we had him on the phone that he'd be playing today, which we just saw. Well, what's funny about it is, I haven't, you know, I've seen that band like probably three or four times, and we've been getting a couple emails from listeners that were saying, where can I get a copy of their album? How can I check out the band? What you should do is just go to their MySpace page, and maybe we'll throw up a link, but it's myspace.com slash fluffgirl. I think it's G-R-R-L. Yeah, that's my... I tried to look it up, and I couldn't figure out their fucked up spelling of fluffgirl. It's like Not girl. that that's even a real wor- it's word. It's like the dyke but... spelling of girl. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, the only time I've ever really seen that band, except for, I think, one time I saw them indoors, but the rest of the time, they always play these, like... I don't know, these pathetic street festivals. Like, the, the lesser-known ones. Not like the Hay Street Fair or the North Beach Jazz Festival. It's yeah, always what like... Was, what was this called that we were even at? The Sixth Street Festival. I that, that's stretching the definition of the word festival. Well, I think what, what needs to be explained here is Sixth Street. So, <laughs> there's an area of San Francisco, south of Marcus. So, the Tenderloin is one of the nastiest areas of San Francisco. But then there's an, also another nasty area known as South of Market which is like 6th and Mission, sort of. Well, all south of Market isn't nasty, but 6th and Mission, I would call it like an annex of the Tenderloin. I guess it is kind of a... But it's an annex that, in my mind... An additional neighborhood of the loin. (laughs) And it's completely outdone its uh, predecessor, in my opinion. You you feel a little bit differently, but I I think the quality uh, and just abundance of completely pathetic, you know, rejects of life down there in Sixth and Market, south of of Market, is uh, pretty amazing. Well, I think, I guess my whole theory is there's some areas of the Tenderloin that have been gentrified. But when you get down to, like, Turk and Taylor, those nasty neighborhoods right over there, where you see, like, a, a huge conglomeration of just derelicts, whereas Six and Six and Mission, they're just everywhere. There's crackheads everywhere, and they just have a look of pure depression on their face. Like, just yeah. sadness. Life has failed them. They've failed at life. They failed at life. They failed at like life. It. And that's where they go to die. And so... <laughs> This festival, which is... Well, people like that need something to pick them up, so hence the 6th Street, quote-unquote, festival. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny it's about... It's not all that festive, I guess is what I'm saying. Well, it was, it was like in an alley called Natoma, <laughs> and so it was right off of 6th Street. Minna, it was in Minna. Oh, Minna. So Bob thought it was in Natoma, but he's an idiot, Yeah, so. <laughs> he told us the wrong alley. One it's, street away. That's so there were different. four stages set up, three stages set up, and there was one where it was kind of like a jazzy funk band playing. And uh, I think the crackheads actually kind of enjoyed that music the best. Yeah, I think you there's know, a lot the, of jovial, slap, like, the there's a jovial bass. atmosphere. They like that slap bass sound, that bump, bump, bump. But and a saxophone, though. Yeah, and he was, sax- like, kind of doing both songs. Well, you like songs. saxophones, like last week when you were I to love the jazz, saxophones. Jazz fest. <laughs> and so then there was a middle stage, which was kind of like amateur hip hop. A little bit of R&B. Like Sister Soldier. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that. And I think. Um, yeah, there, there's like a lot of uh, African American fans hanging out over there. Yeah, in the and then at the well, but let me make a point: the 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 jazz uh, area and the hip hop area, they actually had raised up stages that were off the ground, <laughs> so you know you could sort of see them above the crowd. 
But then we get to the other end. The nether region of the festival, and it's just like dirty punk rockers, and you just hear Bob screaming. Well, and didn't so somebody as we were walking up, we, we were looking we were wondering, okay, where's Bob's band? There's these other two stages. And somebody uh, said, Oh, the rock stage is down there. <laughs> now when I think of rock, I think of like Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen, you know, rocking or journey or something. Fog maybe hat. even <clears throat> maybe even like heavy metal but bob bob's band isn't really even heavy metal it's beyond it's different i would say it's beyond even punk rock music well we had a couple fans email us and say well what kind of music is it and it's like you know the only way i could ever describe it, especially when i used to have them into the metal show that i did it's kind of metal it's kind of punk it's it's more like art rock performance art your performance yeah. art because you have a guy playing a uh, theremin then you have like a bassist, you have a drummer, you have Bob screeching, getting naked, wearing meat panties, and then you have a guy playing that like I don't even know what kind of guitar it is. One of those guitars that lays flat, like the country musicians play. Uh, well, if you've ever seen Roadhouse, uh, the blind guy in Roadhouse yeah, was playing plays one of that those. type of guitar. And yeah, and basically the music, it, it kind of cracks me up. And I think we have a video of Bob. Yeah. So if anybody wants to know what this music sounds like, I'm gonna I have a I videotaped an entire song at the fe- at the festival today well it's great because you get to see bob in all his glory but then you also Shirtless, get to see you get to see incredible the, <laughs> you also get to see the uh heshers that are standing around him watching him <laughs> just these like yeah i don't know man genetic rejects it's kind of great yeah it was pretty great but yeah. and then uh as i was alluding to before they didn't really have a stage they were just on the sidewalk where everybody else was standing with a was with their amps on the ground and it was just loud bob Bob was sitting down on the street at one point i must say it sounded pretty good though yeah it did yeah it sounded pretty good but the best thing about it is as we're leaving the festival you walk by all these tables that they have set up and like most of the festivals you go to you know they're like they're booths people are selling stuff people are barbecuing yeah, corn people barbecue, and turkey yeah. legs and yeah selling tie-dyed shirts and bracelets whereas and the 6th street festival the only food I saw was cotton candy and fried rat I think, <laughs> uh, yeah I think one of the booths there they were like handing out methadone the other one was like uh... well there was like an Alcoholics Anonymous table which just looked like the liveliest table there just these there two... was nobody going up to that one <laughs> These two, like, former alcoholics just kind of sitting there just depressed because they're not having fun. Friends of Bill W. Watching people brown bagging beer. <laughs> and then there was, a, I don't know, there was, like, a community table and then, like, the methadone table. And yeah, it, Residential hotel induction table. All in all, it was an abysmal affair. <laughs> I was kind of glad to leave and then come yeah. home and take a shower. Well, th- that area of town is Skid Row. That's what it is. It's just, yeah. You know, traditionally what it's called it's where the last place you go before you just die that's i tell you that's where the crackheads go to die it's right there but you know at least one thing didn't happen no murders today over there Uh, yeah but i have to say i was going to work on thursday yeah thursday downtown oakland where i live see oakland there's murder san francisco not as much yeah well listen to this i'm going to work and i see all these cop cars like six um and it's you know the morning so usually when shit happens in in uh, Oakland with you know gang drive-bys and stuff it's usually at nighttime. Well, you live in downtown Oakland, right? And it's usually in East Oakland, which is not downtown, or West Oakland. But this was kind of weird to see. So all these cops, they've got a big piece of tape like across the street. Tons of cops walking around like they're actually trying to investigate something, which never happens in Oakland either. They just kind of like chalk it up on the board. Oh, there goes another one. Yeah, if your car gets stolen in Oakland, just 
you're never going to find it again. Yeah. So I was kind of curious. I was like, wow, the police are actually trying to solve something. That's that's odd. I wonder what happened. And well, then, then I go- you know what it is? It's got to be a murder of a public official because if it's just a normal person, it's like, yeah, who cares? A white person. Yeah. Maybe. If it's a white person, then yeah, then they're going to investigate the murder. But interestingly enough, it was a black guy, but he wasn't a gang member. He was actually a... Uh, now that's odd. He was a, uh, a reporter for a paper over there called the Oakland Post. And uh, so yeah, I, I read about this guy. He's got a funny. He's ha, he has a funny black name. Chauncey Chauncey, Chauncey Bailey. Chauncey Bailey. I love that name, Chauncey. You never yeah, meet a white guy named Chauncey. I used to work with another black guy named Bill Bailey. So Bailey must be a black guy. Chauncey name. though. Chauncey though. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. The guy used, but Chauncey Bailey was kind of a, a well-known reporter in the uh, East Bay because he worked for the Tribune for a number of years. And then right. he worked for the Oakland Post, which I think is like a black newspaper. Like yeah, actually, I think newspaper. he was fired from the Tribune because he was like too involved in the stuff he was reporting on, you know, the black community. Tried to go all Black Panther on him. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's just like, we need more white articles, okay? But what was weird about this is broad daylight, and it wasn't a mugging. Apparently, some people saw what happened. A guy in uh, like black clothes, black gloves, black ski mask came up, shot him in the back, and then once in the head, completely assassin style. Yeah, it was and total hitman. Yeah, it yeah. was total hitman style. So, what time in the morning was this? It's about seven thirty a.m. So it's broad daylight. People are going to work downtown. Walking. Yeah, the around. Oakland Tribune's downtown, so people are probably commuting to the BART. Just a very odd thing, and and to make it even stranger. I figured this would just get drawn out for, you know, months and months, and then people would forget about it. And well, I've would... seen it on the news, though. It's, it was on CNN. Yeah, so but I, I mean... didn't... I mean, did you have any hope that they were going to actually get to the bottom of this? No, it's the Oakland PD. <laughs> Two days later, they got somebody arrested. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I read that they raided the Black Muslim Bakery. Your Black Muslim Bakery. Your Black Muslim Bakery is what it's called. Do people even know what that is? Probably not, right? Well, they know what they know who Louis Fer- Louis Farrakhan is. Yeah, but right? I never knew what that place was until I moved to Oakland. It's oh, actually, so I started odd. when I was working at the East Bay Express. This was a couple of years ago, but it was it's an it's a East Bay newspaper, like a free newspaper. And uh, I was working over there, and I remember like one time I was kind of walking around the area. I got to San Pablo, and I saw your Muslim, your Black Muslim bakery. <laughs> yeah, and not I was just, just like, Muslim, Black Muslim. Your Black Muslim bakery, and I was like, well, I wonder if Jews can go in here. I don't think when they say your, they're not talking about you. <laughs> Yeah, they're not talking about <laughs> Jews because don't they hate people. Jews? Yeah, they hate. The yeah, Jews. Farrakhan hates Jews. But anyway, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to patronize this establishment, and I went in there. The best fish sandwich I think I've ever had. You actually ate one of those fish sandwiches? The, the best white fish sandwich I've ever had. Was it deep fried? Yeah, it was fried, but it was just like hey, it was good. It was, it was made with. They your, have healthy it was made food with there. Black Muslim love. Yeah, it was like it, you know what? They have a great tofu sandwich too. Well, that's their whole thing, you know, is uh, they, they're trying to counteract, you know, the fact that I don't want to stereotype or anything, but, you know, <laughs> poor black people eat a lot of Cheetos and like soda. Fried and just, chicken. Yeah, and, just uh, bad food. And their McDonald's. whole thing was, you know, they're kind of, uh, they're trying to uplift these black people's diets to something better, I guess. They're like, read a book and eat a white fish sandwich, okay? Yeah. But apparently uh, all these good intentions are actually masking uh, some nefarious elements. And we, we, you know, I guess that they used to be associated with Louis Farrakhan, but these guys are too radical for him. So the the Nation of Islam, which is Louis, Louis Farrakhan's thing, has actually split off from Your Black Muslim Bakery. So how the, how long has Your Black Muslim Bakery been around? Like since the sixties? Apparently, there's a guy who Louis Farrakhan 
like mentored called Yusef Bay, uh, and back in 1968 he founded this. You're it's a blind. bakery, but it's more than that. It's like a. It's a, it's like an organized crime. Sort it of is, thing. It's sort of like a religious cult, but it's also like an organized crime unit. Well, they they like to intimidate people, but it's all based on their beliefs about what people should be. You know, instead of just trying to get people to you know convince people with arguments and and just showing what a good person you are and they should be good too. These guys like go around and will smash up people's liquor stores if they think that you know they're selling booze to black people in the neighborhood. Yeah, that was like about a year ago. They went into like all these Arab like liquor stores and just smashed all the booze. Yeah. Which to me I think is a crime that should be punishable by death. <laughs> but I mean, I, they they there are videos of these like black muslim dudes in suits going in there and just housing all the liquor like they yeah. were like knocking it on the ground and you mentioned smashing all, it all, virtually all the uh liquor stores in oakland are run by arab people who are also probably muslim yeah. <laughs> i wonder what they thought of you know <laughs> fucking muslim bastard but you but they but i remember like the videos you could hear the guy like what are you doing sir please stop don't don't eat the squishy what are you doing <laughs> he's getting all pissed at these guys and they're just like in suits smashing but they do, all the they, liquor. Do, they do sport the uh yeah they do sport the louis farrakhan nation of islam wardrobe they wear the bow ties and the dark suits yeah but they're thugs yeah they, they are. are it's completely. organized crime and, and if and i remember when i worked at the east bay express there was a reporter i think his name is chris thompson yeah he wrote like an investigative piece on your black muslim bakery and like he was going into uh some history of yusuf bay and i guess yusuf well, no bay... i have it right here he, he has a ton of kids this yusuf bay guy who's dead now yeah, he has like 50 kids but, like uh, illegitimate chris, children chris thompson back at the express in um 2002 was writing about one of his sons called Nader Bay, who I guess is actually adopted. Um, so he didn't have enough kids. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't biologically have that one. had to adopt some more. Uh, and apparently, this adopted son badly beat a man with his fists and feet. Apparently, because Nader Bay was unhappy with the man's involvement in a real estate transaction, Nader Bay broke the man's wrist with a flashlight and stomped on his groin. Another person in Bay's gang. So yeah, it's like a big gang of thugs. Uh, heated a knife and burned the vic- victim's fingers and wrists. Jesus. <laughs> and the only nasty. reason the guy didn't die, I guess, is because the cop showed up and he, like, ran over to them. So whatever happened to this guy? Was he in prison? Oh, they don't say in this article, but I assume something happened to him if, uh, you know, they were writing articles and the cops caught him. What was interesting is the the writer here, Chris Thompson, who worked for the Express, started getting death threats on a daily basis. Bricks were thrown through the windows of the East Bay Express. They ended up having to move him to, like, another county. Yeah. So that, you know, he could, like, still continue to write and, you know, without the fear of death. Apparently, the East Bay Express stopped writing about your black Muslim bakery because the threats were just too much. It wasn't worth it. That's what it yeah, says dude, here in this article. Well, you, you can't mess with these guys. <laughs> I mean, that's why I'm a little nervous about talking about them on, on Sick and Wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the beauty of having a very small listenership. <laughs> we'll never get back to that. Yeah, I don't want, like, a, you know, a, a brick being thrown through my window <laughs> here. But I, but anyway, like Yusuf Bay, only a few years ago, wasn't the guy being tried for child molestation? Right, one person came forward and accused him of it, and then it, during the trial, I guess it came out that like there were tons. Why do these cult leaders always like the young girls? And I'm not talking about 18. I'm talking about like 12 and 13. Well, I don't think only cult leaders. I think any religious figure. <laughs> it's well, like think of the Catholic Church no, here. No, they like the young boys. They wield their religious <laughs> they power. They like the young boys. Just get your religious. Okay, straight. children, but they, they can wield their different. religious power. Yeah, yeah, right. But David Koresh. <laughs> they have influence. And uh, who's the other? Jim Jones. He was he was diddling all the 
the young children down there in Jerry's And uh, Yusuf Bey is no exception. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was like, okay, well, I guess now that I'm in a position of power, I can uh, bet all these 13-year-olds. Right. And, and apparently, maybe I guess the trial was too much for him because he had a heart attack. Or no. I'm wrong. <laughs> Scratch that. He actually died from cancer in 2003. So the good uh, so Lord... So he died while he was on trial? Yeah, the good Lord took him away before anybody, the man could punish him, I guess. But didn't his son, Yusuf Bey Jr. or Yusuf Bey IV or something, take yeah, over the whole thing? How does that happen? His son, Yusuf Bey IV, is the guy who's now in charge and running amok. Yeah. But how does... If it's his son, does he have... And his name's Yusuf Bey IV... Does he have three other brothers that are also named Yusuf Bey? Is this like a George Foreman thing? You know, I have no idea. You know, an interesting fact about Jews, you're not allowed to have Jew juniors. Like you can't really? be yeah, you can't have a junior. You have what's to that, name a different that name. What's Trey? No, what's it, what's forbidden in Jew land? What do they call it? You know, I have no idea. <laughs> you're a horrible Jew. I, I don't know. Pork? Yeah. <laughs> I have no um, idea. Yeah, so now Yusuf Bey the Fourth is the guy who's in charge, and that's the other thing about these cults. There's, it's never like, oh well, this guy's gonna run it because he's qualified. It's always like some fucking blood lineage thing from well, the you know 13th century. What I found interesting about the your black Muslim bakery, supposedly they're like you know educated black Muslims in the community, and they want to make the community better. So Chauncey Bailey was writing an investigative piece for the Oakland Post, which was investigating, I guess, financial transactions of the Black Muslim Bakery. I think they borrowed like seven hundred thousand uh, dollars. It's shady to to pay back some taxes because they, you know, they they've been stiffing the IRS, which is also a crime. And then they were going to declare bankruptcy, so whoever loaned them all this money wasn't going to get anything. And I think this guy who was gunned down and is dead now was like looking into the details of that, whether everything was on the up. Well, so up. don't you think if you're an educated black Muslim that they would tie this into your organization here? Because this guy's he's a reporter, a high profile reporter, he's been writing an investigative piece about you, and then you go and kill him. Well, aren't they going to figure it out? I mean, even the Oakland PD is going to be able to figure this out. Well, they haven't. Uh, they've got, I guess, five of these guys in custody um, because, like you said, they did just look at what he was writing over the <laughs> past like, okay, week. And they're like, well, prime the suspect. First, yeah, first person we're going to go after. But now they say that they think they know who did the shooting. Uh, and I don't even have his name here, but it's funny. It's like it uh, was like, yeah, Devandra. Devandra something. Or yeah, something. It's yeah, like yeah. a French name or something. Well, um which I he, think he's, kinda... a, he's a 19 year old. He's like the handyman at the bakery. I don't know. This bakery must be huge. I kind of like that name though. For like you're the hitman, the handyman. Yeah, I take uh, care of all like the people that are investigating the Black Muslim Bakery. So I'm sure what they're gonna say, they're gonna uh, the actual organization, the bakery organization. This is this is the first nefarious bakery in the history of the world. <laughs> Like, oh, man, watch out for those baker dudes. Well, what I find funny about it is it's like, okay, so there's all these behind-the-scenes nefarious activity going on. But meanwhile, they're just like, we're just making sesame seed cookies for the community <laughs> and uh, a fish sandwich and a tofu burger. Okay, that's, that's all we're doing. I can't believe you went in there and ate something. <laughs> Dude, I went in there like multiple times because they have a damn good fish sandwich. I can't believe they didn't kick your ass out of there. No, I was hiding my, you know, curly locks, and <laughs> I, I didn't. I wasn't waving my circumcised penis around. You know? I was like, I was Jew incognito. Wait, wait, you, you made a huge. Just for the listeners, you made a really large hand motion that you were waving your penis okay. around. I think that's a little bit maybe twirling or spinning between your fingers. Is that oh, okay? But between my index finger and, and, my, thumb? and my thumb, like a I piece wasn't of chalk. I wasn't twiddling my winky. All right, okay. You, you made 
you made me completely lose my train of thought, and we're almost out of time for this. But I think what's going to happen is, uh, you know, the the hot, this organization's going to dissociate themselves from this handyman, and they're going to say that it was just a crime of passion. And I bet you they get off scot free. I bet you dollars to donuts they're exonerated because yeah. that, they're not, they're not going to be able to tie anything into this. They have too many ties politically in Oakland. Yeah. To, to get busted for something Even the like ma- this. Even the new mayor who looks like Grady from Sanford and Son has like you know publicly praised them in the past, and you know now he looks kind of like an asshole. But and well, and not to mention what what's going to happen is the handyman's going to take the rap, and they're going to be like, yeah, he was working as a rogue agent or whatever, and <laughs> you know he's going to, and then the black Muslim bakery is going to still continue selling sesame seed cookies and uh, you know manipulating Oakland residents. I guess. I'm glad I don't live near yeah. this place. But it's interesting, though, that you live, like, two blocks away from where the assassination occurred. Yeah, you know what, though? I was, t- my, I was talking to my girlfriend about this. I'm much uh, happier to live near an assassination than just random drive-by shootings. Because an assassin knows who he's going for. You know, I generally don't piss off people that are, you know, the type of people who would do something like this. So I feel, you know, if he wants to kill that specific guy... You know, not great, but I'm not frightened <laughs> about it. What I'm frightened about is a is a carload of you know like crack dealers driving down the wells. street and in a turf battle, and you know just spraying the whole corner with bullets. That's that's what bothers well, the, me. Well, the one thing that kind of bothered me about this assassination though is I read that it that it happened with a shotgun. Whereas like if the guy really wanted to be a professional, he'd have a silencer. Yeah, go up to him, you know, boom, boom, once. You know, a couple times in the head and just walk away. Or just some piano wire, like drag him yeah. behind a bush and... And just, you know, behind. like a garrot or whatever cool, that is. Yeah. I think that would work. But, you know, that's not how your black Muslim baker Well, it's interesting. It. Maybe it's she int- just choked him with a fish sandwich. Just shoved it in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Plugged his nose up. Well, it's interesting, though, that that occurred. And uh, we'll, we'll maybe have to, like, post some follow-up stories on this and we'll, yeah, when we you know find what? out what happens. You know what I want to do? I did notice because I was riding my bike by there. <laughs> they, somebody said, and I love it when people do this at the scene of any type of tragedy. They've got the whole... Uh, you know, big pile of teddy bears and mylar <laughs> balloons. Maybe I'll take a picture and put it up on the site. Yeah, little, the, that little ghetto memorial. Yeah, but it's not just up. in ghettos. They do it everywhere. If yeah. there's like a big accident on the side of the highway, they got to put a bunch mylar of mylar balloon. balloons out there. But what's funny, when a ghetto person's gunned down, though, there's all these like bottles of Hennessy and like 40s <laughs> that they just empty bottles yeah. of 40s. Yeah, well, I haven't looked at it too closely, but uh, I'll definitely go take a picture. High res, hopefully, yeah. and we can see about the teddy bear that's, you know, memorializing the assassination <laughs> location. <Of> Chauncey. <laughs> yeah. It's a little well, misguided, I think. Well, this is episode 82 here of Sick and Wrong. Uh, before we get into the stories, which um, actually we kind of have a little theme going on today. I want to do a quick recap of uh, episode 81. So uh, as you recall, I did a story about this dude who had a drowning kid fetish. You did a story about a Mexican guy who um, had a dead girl pinata, sort of. (laughs) (laughs) And the listener sent in this uh, story about uh, two ruckus Australian drunks who shoved a pool cue in this guy's anus. And um, yeah, as expected, the listener did win. Yeah, I think but, we said it at the time that we thought we were going to be uh Yeah, the listener trounced. did win, but I'm not going to announce the totals because this this voting system was rigged. Yeah. This was completely abused by the <laughs> listener. And yeah. I just want to say this because I think we've mentioned this in the past. We know when you vote like 80 times for yourself. Right. Like, in dude, the space of like five minutes. It, you know what's funny about it? It's like 
so we post the podcast a day late on Monday night. Tuesday morning, I check it out. Like 60 votes for the listener. Right. All, no comments, all from the same IP address, and all from, like, with one, with a different German name. Yeah, just obviously <laughs> made up, like, four-letter names. So, and no comments. But we mostly people when they vote leave some type of comment about why they like the story or why they're why they're voting for that yeah. story. So I don't get, want to tip people off as to like how we figure out that the votes are fake. But there it well, is. Well, dude, I mean seriously, it's like this guy. Like I counted it up, he must have like a hundred and twenty votes for himself. Right. And I know, like I went through and I like completely excluded all the votes that he yeah, gave that you himself can tell are fake. yeah but the listeners ended up you know voting for that story because it was the best story of episode right. 81 but my whole point is we know you cheated and but, we're not going to disqualify and if you want a t-shirt that bad i don't give that much of a fuck i'll send you a goddamn t-shirt <laughs> how much are we selling these things for 15 dollars yeah it doesn't even really matter it's nominal and, and it's like i'll send the guy a t-shirt but if you're gonna vote 90 times for yourself Go to Podcast Alley and vote 90 times for Sick and Wrong. At yeah, least you're helping out the show. Because exactly. basically you're stealing a t-shirt, which I don't <laughs> <that>. care. <laughs> I don't really care. But, but this guy went so far as to have his girlfriend vote for himself. Um, that I don't mind as long as she does it once. But uh, yeah, yeah but, just, it, but it was just like... some guy sitting at the computer, and he did anonymize his IP address, so he went through all that trouble. So you know, he must have been in his mom's basement for like three hours, you know, in his soiled T-shirt and <laughs> Cheeto-stained fingers, <laughs> putting in all these votes, you know, for a measly, crappy T-shirt. Well, is this okay? So it's Joey from Germany, and you know, Joey, appreciate you sitting in the article, and I, and and I understand you're probably taking breaks in between filming Shiza videos and voting for yourself here on Sick and Wrong, but it's like, dude, we're on to the Germans. The Germans aren't going to fool Sick and Wrong, okay? Uh, we know how you operate. And the Germans are always shady, dude. I know. They're, always they're trying to, to fudge their Holocaust records. Like, oh, the Holocaust never happened. Well, what's Auschwitz? Oh, that's just an, an area where we like to film our Shiza videos. It is a park. Yeah. It is a park for children to play in. So, <laughs> our Germans aren't all smiles and chocolate. You know, it's just like, dude, we're on to you Germans, okay? <laughs> but I have to say, I don't want to discourage this guy from sitting around thinking about sick and wrong and voting. Just go do it at Podcast Alley or go put a bunch of fake yeah, praiseworthy dude. comments up on iTunes. Proxy vote on Podcast Alley. Vote for yeah. us 90 times. At least that will actually get us in the top 10. I think to get above the person who's ahead, who's traditionally ahead of us in the rankings, we need like 100 more votes that per month. That bastard vegan podcast. Whatever hate it them. is. Yeah. But you know what's funny? So he, get, he gets his girlfriend who goes by the name of Tweety here. She says... I'm Joey's sick and disturbing girlfriend, or at least that's what he forced me to write. So, <laughs> I don't understand what's going he on there in Germania. Was, he forced her to write that she was sick and disturbing, or that she was his girlfriend? You, <laughs> you were right, sick and disturbing, yeah? Is she yeah? at the bottom of a well I was smear shiza in your face, yeah? Did he, did he lower a laptop down on a rope? You know, I don't know. I'm I'm surprised he didn't like you know force her to cut her dick off and then eat it. <laughs> but anyway, okay, Joey, we concede. You won episode eighty one. It was a good story. It was a damn good story, and I'm gonna send you a t-shirt. But in the, in the, in the future, if you're gonna vote that many times, go to Podcast Alley. Right. Well, so uh, this is episode eighty two here of Sick and Wrong. We're uh, nearing that hundred landmark. Uh, we'll definitely have to do something special for that. I don't know. So, um, people, you know the way sick and wrong works. Uh, Wackley and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news item of the week. 
Uh, the audience votes. Winner gets a case of beer. We also throw in a wild card with a listener, and if a listener wins, he gets a sick and wrong care package. And uh, Joey's going to get extra pubic hair for that one. <laughs> he totally is. So um, I believe you started the show last week. So let me kick off episode 82 here with uh, my story. Two women charged with plot to kill mom and take baby. So we've heard this before. This usually, is uh, usually it's just one woman though. Why there's two in this one? That's well, this is typical intriguing. sick and wrong fair though. You know, we, we've we've read I think multiple articles about women cutting out the fetus out of a, you know a pregnant woman's baby and, t- and stealing the baby. But this actually didn't happen. They, they managed to save the pregnant women woman before she was actually murdered. Oh, the plot so, was foiled. Yeah, the, the plan was foiled. So this happened in uh, Clinton, Missouri. Blue Springs police thwarted a plan Monday to cut a baby from the womb of a pregnant woman who is being held against her will at a motel. The pregnant woman, Amanda Howard, 18 years old, uh, they breed young in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> She's legal. She was lured into leaving her Missouri home on the pretense of pur- purchasing baby clothing at a reasonable price from these two women she had met on the Internet. <laughs> Howard had placed an advertisement on MySpace asking for baby clothes. Hmm. Who does that? Poor poor people from Missouri. (laughs) Dude, that's a total misuse of MySpace. MySpace is used either to promote your lame podcast or your (laughs) band or to, like, pick up minors. Yeah. I mean, who's, like, putting up ads saying, oh, do you have baby clothes? Yeah, keep that shit in the newspaper classified section. (laughs) Dude, she deserves to have her stomach cut open her fetus ripped out. I mean, for putting up something like that. Uh, You're probably right. (laughs) It's deserved. So instead, the uh, women picked up the pregnant woman in their vehicle and assaulted her while en route to the uh, Interstate Inn in uh, Missouri. They sprayed Howard. Sounds like a fantastic motel. Not a hotel, a motel. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds great. Uh, They sprayed Howard with pepper spray. And uh, once when they got her into the motel room, they tied her up and left her in the bathroom of the room they had rented. The plan was foiled when one of the suspects, Elisa Betts, 17 years old, she's from Kansas, she got cold feet and uh, called police claiming that a pregnant woman was screaming with labor pains at the motel. Wait a minute. Go back. Okay. Normally these stories, okay, the girl's 18, the pregger, and usually it's like some old haggy maid who could never ever get a man you know couldn't even and can't afford the uh sperm bank uh turkey baster method (laughs) but you just said that one of these girls was 17 years old why didn't she just get knocked up herself well that's what's interesting there's one that's 17 elisa betts and the other woman who uh played a more primary role in this lauren lauren gash was 19 years old so they yeah they were both 17 and 19 of i mean they they had to have been fertile yeah. You know, I'm going to post a picture. One of them, at least. Well, did you see the picture? Yeah, I did see the picture. And, you know, you first, showed it to me. Well, at first I was looking at the picture and I was thinking, God, these women are fat. You know, maybe that's why they can't get laid. I mean, look I at them. They're heifers. Yeah, but you don't understand the sexual dynamic of the universe. Well, Any girl, barring some gross disfigurement, deformity, yeah. <laughs> can get laid at any time. You know, they might not be able to be picky, but they can find some guy who's firing sperm. Like, or exactly, rounds. and like these two girls 
were the type of girls that black men would lust after. What are you saying? Uh, well, you know, you know how you see a lot of black <laughs> I guys. I have no idea what you're talking I, I'm about. I'm not making a racist <laughs> comment here. I'm making an observation. You see a lot of black guys dating big, fat, white trash girls. <laughs> have you noticed that? Well, let me put it this way. <laughs> they generally like a curvier woman, and sometimes what they are calling curvy is is venturing over into the realm of big pig <laughs> from what Dude, I'm looking at. But... I'm telling you, I won't have sex with a girl that I can't pick up. And I couldn't pick up either one of those two girls in this in that picture. They got to be at had, least 180 what you, pounds. What if you had like one of those weightlifting belts on? <laughs> you might be able to pick. I couldn't pick like, those women up. And you like up. train for the, you know, you got good night's sleep. You might be able to pick her up. Yeah, but black guys are more, you know, physically like you know they're athletic they're stronger than us and i think they could pick up these women yeah you're probably yeah they could yeah so i think and and these two girls if you look at them i think would be you know play a starring role in any black man's masturbation theater so it doesn't i don't think it defies logic that why don't they go get a black guy and have sex and then get pregnant and then have a kid uh, maybe they didn't want a black baby that could be it, but but, but... but but the black guy thing aside, <laughs> there's even white guys out there who I'm sure would have had sex with one of these girls. For Some sure, old, dude. you know, Letcher guy who still has live sperms. I mean, it's not like these girls are 42 years old, no. sagging breasts. I mean, they're like, you know, they're, they're bigger, but at the same time, they're only 19. So I think we put this to rest. They could have gotten knocked up themselves. So what's the next explanation? Well, maybe... They're just too lazy to carry a baby around for nine months? Either they're too lazy or maybe she's like, you know, doesn't have her fallopian tubes or like she ate her uterus by accident. Both of them? It, well, I, mean, I don't There's know. There's two of them. You never know, dude. I think they're just lazy. And and, and the other excuse some women say, talk about that not wanting to get pregnant is they don't want to ruin their figure, but we've already <laughs> mentioned that these chicks are pigs. Yeah, you're not going to ruin anything there. No. <laughs> So well, the only explanation is they're just too lazy to carry a baby around, which which usually you know a girl girls like it does this, make sense. Girls like this would like that sort of thing because you know when you're pregnant, everybody sort of like caters to you and gives you food. Yeah, you can you eat food. as much as you want. So it just makes no sense. Yeah, I don't even get it. So the plan was foiled when one of the suspects, Elisa D. Betts, 17 years old, got cold feet, called police, claiming that the that a pregnant woman was screaming with labor pains. Uh, apparently the. Uh, Police officers responded to what they thought was an EMS call, and Lauren Gash, who's the other woman, who's actually being charged with kidnapping and first-degree assault. The older one. They're, they're saying that it's her idea. Yeah. Gash opened the door to the motel room, told police her friend was in labor, and that's why she was screaming. However, police became suspicious when they found the pregnant woman in the bathroom bound with duct tape around her neck, and they also noticed that she had rope marks around her wrist. <laughs> Isn't Which, that the method for delivering a baby in an emergency? You duct tape the mouth shut? You know, I if just, I ever get married and have a kid, that's the first thing I'm doing to my wife in the hospital. I don't care what the doctor says. Well, I don't tape get, right over the mouth. What are Missouri police, are they comparable with like Springfield's police department? Is this like Police <laughs> Chief Wiggum here? He's like, something's awry. There's it, duct tape around her neck. I think it's like more like Andy Griffith and Don Knotts in the, the Andy <laughs> Griffith show. Well, what cracks me up, too, about this is uh, the main suspect here, Lauren Gash, probably has one of the coolest names that I think I've heard. Miss Gash. 
Yeah. Gash has always been my favorite euphemism for is vagina. That, is that spelled how it sounds? G-A-S-H. Nice. I know. You know how it's like there's vag, there's, you know, pussy. Axe wound. Yeah, axe wound. <laughs> Spam purse. My favorite one, though, is Gash. And it's kind of cool that her name's Miss Gash. Yeah. But the story do you, gets... Do your girlfriends enjoy you referring to it as Gash? <laughs> it's like, put your Gash in my face, love. <laughs> yeah, they like that. Your Gash smells awful. <laughs> So um, the two women initially told different stories about the reasons for being at the motel. Police later obtained a search warrant and discovered items they believed would have been used to cut the baby from the victim's belly. I find this interesting. They they had a veritable shopping list. Oh, so do they go through the list? That'd be interesting to hear. So Howard, the uh, pregnant woman, told police the suspects planned to leave her in the motel room to die. So I, I think um, they were being very vocal in their plans of what to do with her. Mm. A written police report states that uh, Betts, who's the younger girl, told another officer who responded to the initial call to the motel that the women were holding the Howard there so that the baby's father could take the baby after it was born. Uh, she later told police on the way um, to pick up the pregnant lady. She said two men, whom she called Jonathan or Joe, Plan to take the victim to the motel to cut the baby from the victim and leave her there to die. During a search of the motel room, police discovered scissors, duct tape, a plastic drop cloth, which I don't even know exactly what that is. Is that a tarp? No, like in Dexter, that TV show, you know, he always puts oh, the plastic, that plastic over down. everything. So yeah. it's a good idea. Insulin with a syringe. I don't know if she was diabetic. Uh, counterfeit copies of a birth certificate labeled... Johnny Gash and Centerpoint Hospital. So they were planning on naming this baby Johnny Gash. <laughs> you you got to admit, isn't that one of the coolest names you've heard in a long time? Yeah, well, this uh, that illuminates another thing that I'm a big fan of, and that's when um, people's real name is actually a shortened version of a real name, <laughs> but that is their real name. Like, oh, Johnny, oh, so your name's Jonathan. No, no, Johnny. That's on my birth certificate because my mom's J-O-H-N-N-Y, a J-O-H-N-N-Y, Johnny. Yeah. yeah, that's great. But, but this kid, dude, if this kid was born and named Johnny Gash, he'd either be a porn star or a punk rocker. Yeah, yeah or I a mean, heroin addict. Or a heroin addict, <laughs> maybe. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Johnny Gash. I, I don't know. I think it sounds great. I'm so, I bet you there is a punk rocker out there named Johnny Gash. Maybe he could be a, a gynecologist. <laughs> Hi, I'm Johnny Gash. I will Dr. be looking Gash. at your vagina today. Get in those stirrups. <laughs> yes, yes. No, that is my real name. So police also discovered a shopping list of needed items that included a baseball bat, a hammer, a tarp, and a rope. So apparently you do need a lot of items to cut a fetus out of a uh, out of a woman. But am I correct in uh, hearing that the only sharp implement was a pair of scissors? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there's no knives. So, so it's just so really think, a pair of scissors. So I think my er- earlier question about what was going on, what was the motivation, I think these chicks are just fucking stupid. <laughs> I, I think they're stupid. I think they're too stupid I think they're dense. to figure out how to have a baby. And not to, yeah, they probably don't exactly understand how human reproduction works. <laughs> I'm imagining that these scissors are kind of like the, the you know, kindergarten safety kind <laughs> that aren't even sharp. So while at the motel, the victim struggled to break free after being tied up. She told police that Gash, who's like, must weigh at 200 pounds, <laughs> sat on her stomach, grabbing both sides of her head, twisted her neck until it made a loud popping noise oh, more than once. For the baby. <laughs> Howard told police she believed Gash was trying to break her neck. 
I mean, dude, seriously, this girl is fat. I think she probably could have broken her They're neck. They're both pretty hefty in the picture. Police are not, not sure what led to the abduction. They're reminded of the case of Bobby Jo Stinnett from uh, Skidmore, Missouri, whose baby was cut from her body and kidnapped while she was left to die. So the idea came from somewhere, and it matches very close. So I think they're tying two and two together it's here. Copycat. So uh, I guess the victim's stepmother said in news conference that the victim now realizes her mistake in leaving with the two women. She said to me in the hospital, my head told me not to do this, but my mouth said yes. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Some stupid Missouri pregnant woman logic. I don't know. So all in all here, the uh, stepmother said that the baby and the mother-to-be are in good condition, and a sonogram indicates the baby was unharmed. So, I don't know. On the sick and wrong scale, luckily there wasn't a victim that died here. You know, there doesn't always have to be a death. What but, about the baby? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of the children. But the fact that uh, these girls like premeditated this plan, picked this lady up on a false pretense here, sprayed her with pepper spray, took her back to the hotel, tortured her, and tried to pop her neck. I'm going to have to give this four stars. On the sick and wrong brown star scale, four stars. I'll give it four stars. I don't know. I just think the fact that they were planning on cutting open her womb with a pair of like safety scissors. What is going to happen to them? Um, I guess they're charged with kidnapping, and the other one's charged with kidnapping and assault. You'd think there'd be a—they need to make a special law for attempted, you know, baby C-section against the mother's will. I don't know what you would call it. But... I think they should fill their womb up with cement. <laughs> <laughs> through the gash or through a special insertion tube? I don't know, dude. They, 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 had, they had a bunch of items there. You haven't thought this Put out Put a tarp, well. an insulin. I don't know. That's All what right. they, yeah. they do in Iran. Four stars. Yeah, four really? stars. They do that in Iran? <laughs> Just make that up. Dude, I, I don't know. They do all sorts of things in Iran. Crazy Iranians. So what do you have here for episode 82? Um, my story, I think I did a story from Florida last week or two weeks ago. This is another Florida story. Well, there's no dearth of sick and wrong stories from Florida. Yeah, what is wrong with these people down there? And they're always in middle age, you know? There's something wrong with that. It's too hot, and you're middle-aged, and your uterus is drying up, and your balls are just shooting puffs of air. It's just a hard time, and you end up doing crazy shit. Uh, well, anyways, when Brenda Marie Farrell, who's age 40, like I was saying... She's feral. Walked, <laughs> ...walked into a Clay County Sheriff's Office substation this summer she handed over a tape that investigators said shows episodes of the couple pinning down a frog chameleons and parakeet then torturing them to death why well i'm gonna get to that do you uh what a, what a weird assortment of animals <laughs> yeah you know what they're kind of just below the threshold of me really caring <laughs> I mean, if it was a dog, I'd be like, oh, well, that's really mean and shitty. But a frog, I don't really give a fuck. A chameleon, but a chameleon's kind of expensive. I, I mean, those yeah, aren't I cheap. I was thinking of an ag- or I'm thinking of a gecko. But a chameleon's kind of a big lizard, right? Yeah, they're the ones that, like, change colors. And then a parakeet, I guess. They're cute, but still, you know, oh, well, whatever. This, this sounds like some twisted sex play. But, yeah, so if it was just, you know, torturing of these 
throw away animals <laughs> that I wouldn't care, but it yeah, actually you flush those leads down the into more strange things. Um, so apparently Farrell and her husband, Wesley Clyde Farrell, they always have to put in the middle names of the Southerners. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, He's right. actually 42, also has some type of midlife issues going on, obviously. Um, they were both charged with four counts of felony animal cruelty. Um, the arrest warrant said the couple, and here comes the strange stuff, were in these tapes, were naked or partially clothed and practiced the torture while having sexual intercourse. So this was some type of a strange sexual fetish for these people. What I don't, what I don't understand about this. So was his penis inside her vagina while he was stapling the parakeet to the wall? Or was this like coitus interruptus? Like, hold on a second. I got to get my boner up. That's like his Viagra. Well, let me read the description of the tapes, and I, but I do want to go back to that. On the tapes, a frog is repeatedly stabbed and is beheaded. As are two lizards, a parakeet is taped down. Sorry, I should have added a pause. As are two lizards. <laughs> pause. A parakeet is taped down and stabbed before being decapitated with a meat cleaver. <laughs> Which doesn't really answer your question whether like he's this is on her chest or her back and he's having sex or if this is like alter, alternating activities. Yeah, I, I don't quite understand how it works logistically. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not I'm not down with it either. Because you know what no. this, you know what this reminds me of not not really but the, the the whole food sex thing like where some people want to like have like you know bring the food into the sexual thing like honey all over everything or yeah, whipped that... cream or cherries it's just, like. No, I'm I'm eating or I'm having sex. And the, for these people, I'm like, well, are you torturing animals or are, or you, are having you having sex? sex? Do yeah. one or the other. You don't have to mix and match every fucking activity in your life. You know, changing the oil in your car and having sex or, you know, cleaning out the refrigerator and having sex. Just do one thing at a time. Well, what I don't understand about it is these people, obviously, regular sex doesn't excite them. So they need something to heighten their passion. Yeah. Like, they, I, but where does this come from? I, I mean, I can understand, like, you know, putting in a porno or maybe getting a vibrator or a butt plug or something. Well, these bo but, both of these people are white, and but they do go on to say Black that, people wouldn't do this. But, yeah, but they do, what, what I'm getting at is they do go on to say that... Uh, there were some type of voodoo elements. They made voodoo dolls of like their ex uh, spouses. So it has something okay, to do so with some kind of Santeria a bullshit idea thing. of voodoo. Like he's not really you know from that culture or anything, but he's trying to appropriate it, and somehow they both get off on it. Ugh. Um. So where what, am I? <laughs> what, what, so what ended up happening? How did they get caught? Well, she. Here's what happened. And I don't know if she's trying to just get out of responsibility because they're kind of saying that she was the primary person in the tapes who shows up in the tapes. Well, she's the one who came up with this idea. Like, you know, no, I, I no. think this well, could heighten our passion. She might, she might be full of shit, but she's trying to pin it on him. She's saying that, you know, for years and years they've been married and she's played along with this. But his conversations have started to approach... Uh, the subject of actually uh, doing torturing and killing an actual human woman, perhaps by hanging, she says. And she got freaked out, and that's why she brought the tapes to the cops. So it starts with the parakeet, and then it goes on to the This human is what woman. we always say whenever yep. we have animal cruelty issues is, like, if they catch the guy, that was like, you know, if that kid wouldn't have been caught, he probably would have gone on to be Dahmer. So she was scared, and she went to the police and pretty much snitched on him. I don't know if I would say she was scared, because, you know, they've been doing this for a while, it sounds like. But I think she just had had enough. But I also think that she might just have thought that they were going to get caught, and she's doing this to preempt herself oh, being herself blamed from being for, this. Blamed but, for it. Uh, that's what, just my personal What I don't theory. get about 
people with these bizarre fetishes is how do you bring this up to your lover? Like, well, what do you say? You got to do it early on. You can't be you can't be having you can't sex just for years and years and then be like, could you rub your poop into a mustache <laughs> above my upper lip? Because they're going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But, but, but this, though, I mean, this guy had to have gone to a pet store beforehand, <laughs> you know, brought all these animals into the house. And when the wife was like, so what are those for? Oh, honey, I got an idea. <laughs> Yeah, you know, now sit down, <laughs> keep an open mind. We're gonna have fun tonight. Maybe yeah, they, I just don't maybe, see how it works. Maybe they were just family pets to begin with, <laughs> because it does go on to mention that they live with their six year, six month old son. They have a son together, and then he has two children from a previous marriage, ages six and fifteen. <laughs> so, like, you know, mommy, what happened to the parakeet, Mister Bubbles, or whatever? He had to go down because I had to get off. <laughs> well, could you imagine being the kid, like, accidentally walking into your parents' bedroom while they're you fornicating? Bastard, that was my next comment. <laughs> it's bad enough to walk in on your parents having sex, and it is horrible. But yeah, they're traumatizing. Like having sex and they're chopping up the family parakeet. That's just traumatizing. God, dude, I, I don't even know how to explain that. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the story. I'm going to give it a, a four. Four brown stars. You know... Four brown, sick and wrong... How? What is it? A sick and wrong brown star? <laughs> it's sick and wrong brown stars. All right. So on the sick and wrong brown star scale, I do readily admit that this article is rather nauseating and absolutely disgusting, but the fact that these are throwaway animals and not, and not kittens and not puppies or geese, I'm going to have to say three stars. Do you have a you have a affinity for geese? I don't know. Why, how did that make the list? Geese are cute. <laughs> Okay. What, you don't think so? No. Dude, Mother Goose. They've got that weird bump on their nose, that big orange bump. I, I don't like it. I'm not down with that. Kids love geese. <laughs> they do. Mother, I know. Okay. Well, we'll right. have to see what the listening audience... We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that one. Well, uh, the listener submission of the week was sent in by Ash, who um, is a frequent contributor to the forum page. I believe so. I believe it's the same Ash. Ashton, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Ash, I know. I've, I've seen many of his comments. I think he's like almost... As he's probably almost as prolific on the forum page as Kendra. Kendra. Yeah, Kendra. Kendra. <laughs> if she's the queen, he's the king, or yeah. maybe the maybe a prince or something. And we encourage everyone to go to the sick and wrong forum page. It's it's definitely good for a laugh. <laughs> You're having a laugh. I am having a laugh. So uh, Ash wrote in. Just heard this on the radio. It's like an article you guys did way back in episode 18. Um, I didn't even go back to listen to that episode, but I imagine we did. It's about some chick who killed her newborns and denied that she ever had kids. The first paragraph is awesome. Here's the link. Gotta love it. I know it's not quite original, but it's certainly sick and wrong. And then he sent a follow-up email here saying he read more of the article, and here's a teaser line for you to help me get my story on the show. He's serious. He wants a story on sick and wrong. Yeah. He said, Freeman eventually told police she had delivered a dead and deformed baby, claiming that she had not seen any hands or feet and that she had flushed the body down the toilet. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> this guy's got to be foreign. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be. So it was like a snake. <laughs> yeah. No hands or feet. Just yeah. kind of went right down the drain. I didn't even need a plunger. Okay, so uh, three more infants found where baby died. Investigators find bodies on property of woman charged last week with killing her baby. This happened in Ocean City, Maryland. Christy Freeman, owner of Classic Taxi. She uh, collects cab fare from uh, passengers. Um, investigators found the bodies of three small infants at the home of Freeman, a mother who is charged with killing her baby. The bodies of four infants were found at the home of the woman who denied ever even being pregnant. 
So she I don't know where these. I, I don't know where these bodies came from. You can only deny being pregnant if you're fat. But even after she was taken to the hospital and doctors discovered a placenta and part of an umbilical cord, she still continued to deny ever having been pregnant. So I, how? But you said there was four. Yeah. Are these like quadruplets, or are these previously delivered and aborted, self-aborted babies? Well, I don't think they're aborted. I think they're delivered and just kind of murdered. I guess, yeah. Left to die. That's like a f- end of third term abortion. <laughs> After the third trimester. <laughs> I think those are illegal. Yeah. Uh, police found the most newly delivered child, a baby boy in the vanity, below a bathroom sink at her home. A further search found the corpses of two other babies in a trunk in her bedroom and another in a small RV, recreational vehicle, parked in her driveway. Why is she saving <laughs> these things? I don't know why she's finding such disparate hiding places. <laughs> you'd think you know? you'd have one, like, Rubbermaid bin and just keep them all in there. Or, I don't know, maybe throw them in the garbage. Yeah, maybe, like, the garbage can. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I don't know, the fireplace. They were not full-term children. Set of all the babies. So maybe they were aborted. Uh, Freeman 30- Miscarried. Miscarried. Right. So Freeman, 37 years old, was charged with first-degree murder, second-degree murder, and manslaughter in the most recent death. Um, apparently, emergency medical technicians and police were called early Thursday, this past Thursday, to her home. Um, her boyfriend, Raymond Godman Jr., who's probably the father of all these kids, said that she had passed out help. in the bathroom and he carried her to the sofa. She was lying down and bleeding heavily and had a garbage bag and towels under her. Freeman told rescue workers she was not and had not been pregnant. What else could be going on? It's just not. It's a case of a, the not very observant husband. But I, I guess this woman is fat. Like, she's huge. So yeah, maybe, still, like, she has no idea. sickness and all that stuff. But, I mean, dude, she's got a garbage bag, towels underneath her. She's bleeding profusely from her vagina. What, a heavy flow? Yeah, maybe. Is it something a maxi pad can fix? <laughs> the tampon went shooting out like a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's probably having a baby. She was taken to the hospital where tests by doctors determined she had, in fact, been pregnant. She maintained that was not the case. After she was transferred to a different medical center, uh, doctors found a placenta that was uh, between 30 to 36 weeks old and an umbilical cord with an irregular cut. <laughs> they, can age the plac- they can age the placenta? I I guess. Do they count the rings or what? (laughs) She told police that she delivered a dead and deformed baby, claiming she did not see any hands or feet. So what, if you don't have hands or feet, you're deformed. I guess you are deformed. Yeah, you are deformed. (laughs) Uh, She said she flushed the body down the toilet. I'm surprised she didn't try to, like, hide that somewhere in her home. (laughs) Yeah, that's her her M.O. That would bother me, though, if I was her boyfriend and I was, like, you know, going to go cook me some spaghettios for dinner and I open up the cabinet and there's like a fetus that's six months old just like drying. That will ruin your appetite. I don't know. I think that would definitely instigate a relationship talk. You might choose something else (laughs) other than spaghettios at that point. Maybe I'll make a sandwich. Police said they obtained a search warrant for the home, found the infant wrapped in a white towel with a blue stripe in the cabinet below the bathroom sink. So she didn't flush it. Yeah, the baby is a viable fetus infant with hands, feet, and facial features. Oh, she's a liar, too. They then found two other babies' bodies and a placenta in plastics bag, plastic bags in a trunk in Freeman's room. Uh, and then they searched the motorhome, found a plastic bag with a fourth infant corpse. So what I don't understand so about this more, lady... It sounds like. They yeah, just, you know, I mean, how thoroughly did they search? Did they look in the attic? Well... No, I, I guess they, well, they searched the whole house and they found these four children, but she's been charged only with the death of the most recently delivered baby. Of the other infants, they said that the rest could be a number of years old. 
So, yeah, I, I think they're examining. Well, I think they're examining these kids right now. The, the, the corpses and deciding whether or not to charge her with more murder. Okay. But what I don't get about it, it's like maybe she's a pro-lifer and <laughs> understand that they're against abortion, but aren't they under, like, aren't they against hide the fetus as, a, as a form of birth control? Well, I mean, what, yeah, what about just birth control? What about well, the pill, lady? Have you ever heard of condoms? What about, you know, a fifth of whiskey? <laughs> but, you know, it's like... Roller we, skating. We live in the year 2007. We have ways to control birth you know pregnancy, pregnancy. you know we, we have methods and that's what i don't understand about this woman she's just like you know i'd rather like carry the kid a full you know six months or whatever squeeze the thing out and then hide her in my house it's just much trouble i guess in her mind i i, I don't know where she's she demented i don't know where she came up with this uh hide the fetus she's a technique but yeah she's definitely demented maybe she listened to episode 18 so <laughs> And she got her idea from our show. That's so on the good. sick and wrong brown star scale, I mean, this woman's, you know, basically a murderer. I mean, she's murdering these kids, even though they, I guess they weren't carried to a full term. Does but, it matter? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it really matters. They still came through the vaginal canal. And she hid the corpses throughout her house. It has so many sick and wrong elements. I'm giving it four stars. I'm giving it five stars. You're giving it a five? Yeah. I don't, I don't think, think it's worthy no, no, of five no. stars. Five isn't unattainable. Like I don't. I hate talking about the scale on every podcast, but it is new. Five stars. If she ate the babies, it'd be five stars. No, five stars isn't like t a ten on the old scale. It's just a really good story. It is a damn good story. I'm giving it five. All right. Well, I'd like to thank Ash for sending it in. And uh, people, we encourage you to vote as to who has the most disturbing news item here for episode 82, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Why don't you check out the new Sick and Wrong Forum, sickandwrongpodcast.com. So, uh, after we, uh, we're nearing the end of the show, and as usual, we tend to get to listener email. Uh, we've received a bunch of emails, and I'm trying to get through a lot of them, and we can't you know, answer everyone's emails, but we appreciate you sending in emails to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com, especially the people that are um, asking for sex advice. I love those. <laughs> I, I really do. So, uh, here, my first email... Um, is from Carrie, who's a female listener of the show. She writes in the subject line, smut for t-shirts. Does she have telekinesis? Can she <laughs> Can what? she set the prom on fire, or is that a different Carrie I'm thinking of? I'm hoping it's not Carrie. Okay. I'm hoping it's not that Carrie. The gates. Yeah, I don't want her to, like, dump pig blood on me or something. <laughs> yeah, I think you have that story confused, but okay. Well, didn't, didn't someone dump pig blood on Carrie? Carrie got pig blood dumped on her, which oh, is why okay. she incinerated her entire graduating class <laughs> oh, okay all right it's been a while since i've seen that movie so uh carrie writes hello there well i guess i may have forgotten to inform you that i am the one who sent the booby pick for a t-shirt in case you needed to know let me know if it's okay it's so, not okay well i think it's okay for her to send pictures of her breasts into us i that's yes i i agree with that but it's not okay because i never saw a booby pick I never saw the booby pic. So I don't, Carrie, I don't know where you're sending the pictures to. It's sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com. Some person with a random email has just had a great week. What I want to say, though, is yeah, we'll gladly send you a t shirt for a picture of your breasts. In fact, you can send any naked pictures in and we'll send you a t shirt as long as you're over 18. You have to be you over 18. You have to be over 18. You should probably send a picture of your driver's license as well, or your birth certificate. Oh, yeah, your birth certificate that says Johnny Gash. But 
anyway, um, if you're going to send us a naked picture, you need to validate it. And we've mentioned this before by writing S and W or sick and wrong on your tits and sending it in. Yeah. And then uh, also give us permission to post it on the site because I wouldn't mind adding like a little section on the site saying, you know, sick or wrong fan pics. But I don't want to discourage people from sending in pictures because just because they don't want them posted on the internet. Well, if they say I don't want it posted, then, then I we won't. won't. Yeah. But if you're going to send pictures of your naked body, you need to verify it by putting sick and wrong in like a Sharpie on your tit. And then we'll send you a t-shirt. Yeah. But you got to be over 18 and no dudes. <laughs> okay. Let me just get this clear. No dudes. What about a chick with a dick? No dudes. <laughs> How are you going to know if it's just a picture of the tits? <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. So, it's a gray uh, area. We'll work that out later. But, uh, Carrie, yeah, we encourage you to send that picture again because I don't recall seeing a picture of your boobies. Uh, we got another email here from Marcus. He says, hello, I guess an alias, as an alias, I will choose Marcus. If this decides to be a point of discussion, a few podcasts ago, you talked about an email you received by one Jakey describing the two reasons why anyone would ever do something so disgusting and wrong as to inject saline into their testicles. I am the guy he got one of the reasons from. I remember talking about this a couple yeah. of podcasts ago. He says, I've been listening to your podcast from first to last at work since it strangely, strangely keeps me from getting distracted, which I find kind of <laughs> odd. Your job must be rather boring. Yeah, I like that we're <laughs> single-handedly or double-handedly, since there's a both of us, ruining productivity in offices in across offices. the world. Yeah, it's quite gratifying. I just listened to the podcast where you spoke of that horrible, sick, twisted Chinese woman who steps on kittens for fun. I just wanted to say that while kitten stomping is horribly cruel and incredibly awful it's not the worst article you could bring up concerning animal cruelty which i doubt as well i'm not sure if anyone else has sent this to you though they most likely have considering how long ago that specific podcast was made but i wanted to direct your attention to these videos stomping on a kitten's head with a stiletto thus killing it is one thing boiling dogs alive skinning them alive and then throwing their mangled yet still alive bodies onto a pile of other skinned dogs to slowly die in agony is an entirely different level of evil and so he put a link here to this video, which has to be one of the most atrocious things I've ever seen. And did, have you ever, did you see this video? Yeah, I watched it. Could you watch the whole thing? Uh, not the whole thing, but I did watch a substantial amount. What, is this in China or yeah, it was some in China. Asian, Asian country where the, do, you know, the dog is kind of like livestock? He says he couldn't even watch the video myself. Um, but he actually saw another that showed them throwing crates filled to the brim with animals from high places and, in the end, the graphic skinning of a cat. Only the Chinese <laughs> could really do this. I didn't get to the cat part. Yeah, I seriously, I, I can't even watch that. So, Marcus, yeah, you successfully disgusted uh, both members of Sick and Wrong. But, you know, had it been a parakeet or a chameleon, I don't think I would have been as disturbed. <laughs> or a cow. Who cares yeah. about a cow? Yeah. But uh, thank you for sending that video in. And, yes, I agree. Skinning dogs is worse than stomping on a kitten's head. Yeah. Maybe to me, but I think they're yeah, both outdid, kind of one of the same. Us. Yeah. So we got another uh, item here from Matt, who's a Australian fan, and he was referring to the pool cue story from last week. He says, living in Oz, which I guess is uh, short for Australia, all I can say is the most feral idiots do that kind of crap. <laughs> I love that term, feral. <laughs> so I guess there's these wild Just Australians. Just not really evolved into society yet. He says, one Forever. bloke I knew bit the arse of his mate when he was passed out. That shit just wasn't cool. The cheek or the hole? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Dude, oh. Are we talking about a love nibble or like full on took a chunk out? Well, what's interesting is I wonder if he still hangs out with this bloke. 
Like, it's just like, no, that's not cool, mate. You don't bite a man's asshole when he's passed out. If I'm passed out off of drinking tons of Fosters, you don't want to be anywhere near my ass. Crikey. You, Let you, me put my finger in his bum. You can get some blowback. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I just, you might come out looking like Al Jolson. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Finally, here we got another email from a diehard who's a guy who created the forum page. He says, hey, you drunk bastards. Just kidding. Now that got your attention. I was wondering if you could do something for me. I've created a Flash portal for the PSP that's downloadable and playable on any firmware. And I really need people to join the forums. I have set up for it. The forums is linked on the main site. I guess it's uh, freewebs.com slash hcportals. And I'd appreciate it and willing to place the picture of the SW sticker on the homepage of the site if you announce it on the show. I don't even know what this is. I have no idea what any of that meant. A Flash portal for the portable playstation yeah that's downloadable that. and playable on firmware what, what does that mean you should tell us what it does <laughs> what <laughs> no idea what about? it does can you watch videos of dogs being slaughtered on the on your playstation because i'm sure everybody that's a has a huge market well you know it's like okay i'm not saying i'm technic technically illiterate like you know i i do you know i'm i'm technologically savvy i i, I i'm able to produce the podcast but what he's writing to me here with this firmware and this flash portal makes me think i'm gonna like turn this on and go into the tron world you know and i'm gonna start playing frisbee and yeah. riding my bike around I, it, this makes no sense to me the big lebowski will be yeah. there <laughs> riding but, a light cycle but maybe some more of our tech savvy listeners should go check that out freewebs.com slash hc portals if anybody that's listening understood any of that then go there yeah. Yeah, that's the most we can say about because i like die hard he yeah. he supports the show and he spreads the sickness he definitely does uh finally here the uh, sick and wrong song of the week submission was sent in by elise from portsmouth new hampshire she sent she says i don't know if you've heard this before but this is a great song it's called chocolate rain i had not heard it before. by Zande. i guess i would never heard of this incredible. either it looks it's the type of thing that if it might already be, and if it's not, it will be an internet phenomenon. Well, that's what I was wondering. It's like, when does something, when do you get to the tail end of the internet phenomenon? Right. Because we don't want to be posting Star Wars Kid because it's just, you know, it's already done. But this seems to be new, but I don't know if it maybe is Maybe we're or at not. the ground floor here. Yeah, maybe. You know, well, I, you know, I don't know. We'll have to put it up. But she sent, a, she sent a link to a YouTube video. It's hilarious. And we're going to have to post that on the, uh, on the main page. It's a song about the pervasive uh, and uh, still very... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's about racism in America today. But it's called Chocolate Rain. I thought it was about diarrhea. No, I think it's about racism, but I, I, I'm with you that I don't understand how chocolate rain is a metaphor for racism, but apparently in this guy's mind it is. But and this it's a guy, fantastic This song. guy could be James Earl Jones' son because he sounds just like him. But he, chocolate rain. But he's just, yeah, well, they can see. <laughs> yeah, you can go check out the video on the main page, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Well, uh, people, it's been one hell of a show, and uh, make sure you stay tuned next week. We'll be back with episode 83. In the meantime... Go vote for us at Podcast Alley. We're already like number 14 this month, and it's yeah. just the beginning of the month. Vote like 12 times. Yeah, vote like 100 times, and uh, we'll be the number one podcast. But uh, yeah, we'll be back next week, and until then, take it sleazy. Good night. Chocolate rain. Some stay dry and others feel the pain. Chocolate rain. A baby born will die before this in chocolate rain. School books say it can't be here again. Chocolate rain.
chocolate rain. Build a tent and say the world is dry chocolate rain. Zoom the camera out and see the light chocolate rain. Forecast to be falling yesterday chocolate rain. Only in the past is what they say chocolate rain. With your neighborhood insurance rates chocolate rain. Us happy living in a gay chocolate rain Made me cross the street the other day Chocolate rain Made you turn your head the other way Chocolate rain History quickly crashing through your veins Chocolate rain Using you to fall back down again Chocolate rain Quickly crashing through your veins, chocolate rain. Using you to fall back down again, chocolate rain. Seldom mentioned on the radio, chocolate rain. It's the fear your leaders car control, chocolate rain. Worse than swearing, worse than calling names, chocolate rain. Say it publicly and you're insane, chocolate rain. No one wants to hear about it now, chocolate rain. Which real hard it goes away somehow, chocolate rain. Makes the best of friends begin to fight, chocolate rain. But did they know each other in the light, chocolate rain? Washed away chocolate rain Stays behind his colors Celebrate chocolate rain The same crime has a higher price To pay chocolate rain The judge and jury swear It's not the face chocolate rain History quickly crashing through your veins Chocolate rain Using you to fall back down again Chocolate rain Crashing through your veins, chocolate rain. Using you to fall back down again, chocolate rain. Dirty secrets of economy, chocolate rain. Turns that body into GDP, chocolate rain. The Belker blames the baby's DNA, chocolate rain. But test scores are how much the parents make, chocolate rain. In France the other night, chocolate rain Cleans the sewers out beneath Mumbai, chocolate rain Across the world and back, it's all the same, chocolate rain Angels cry and shake their heads in shame, chocolate rain Lifts the ark of paradise and send chocolate rain which part do you think you're living in chocolate rain? More than marching, more than passing law, chocolate rain. Remake how we got to where we are, chocolate rain. History quickly crashing through your veins, chocolate rain. Using you to fall back down again, chocolate rain. Quickly crashing through your veins, chocolate rain Using you to fall back down again